It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We've talked a lot lately on this show about looming changes to the BC Land Act and the provincial government's move to joint decision-making over Crown land tenures with BC First Nations. This is all part of the government's adoption of UNDRIP, which is the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. You take a look at the text of that UN Declaration, it talks about how Indigenous peoples should have a prior informed consent over any development in their territories. And this has raised a lot of concern uh, we talked about how this could affect land use in British Columbia, resource development, hunting, fishing, recreation rights on Crown land. I've talked to Nathan Cullen about it. He is the cabinet minister responsible for this, and he says, look, people should not worry here because this is actually going to make things better for everybody. If we can get into agreements with First Nations that removes any uncertainty about land use or Indigenous rights. You could prevent the whole thing from ending up in court as we move forward together here as part of reconciliation. Okay, there's still a lot of concerns about it, though. The, the political opposition also raising concerns about this. Now, let's take a look at what's going on in the Sunshine Coast here now. The tension's rising there. There's some, a lot of residents there are concerned about how proposed changes could work as it relates to private docks. So the province and the Seashell First Nation negotiating a new dock management plan throughout the nation's traditional territory there. What kind of impact could this have on people who right now have docks, uh, waterfront docks or boathouses there in the water? on the Sunshine Coast. Let's discuss it with my guest now, Sean McAllister, Pender Harbor Residents Association. Very pleased to welcome him. Hey, Sean, thanks for coming on today. Uh, good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Sean, what is the status of this issue right now? Like, what is happening there on the Sunshine Coast? I think a lot of people have heard about this. They might not know the details. What is happening there? Uh, well, uh, last uh, November 30th, uh, the government brought out a new dock management plan and uh, then gave us uh, three weeks to respond to it. Uh, or, and uh, we've uh, been able to uh, ask them to extend the uh, public engagement period until this Friday. So that's ongoing. But uh, over a year ago, they notified us, uh, the government did, that they were going to negotiate a Section 7 agreement under uh, DRIPA. Uh, with the uh, Seashell First Nation, and that uh, we were named as one of the parties who would be consulted on uh, those uh, on that agreement. Um, and to date, uh, there has been no uh, consultation so far. And uh, back in January of last year, we sent the government a, a letter um, asking about 22 questions uh, and suggesting that those questions needed to be answered before they proceed. And we haven't received any answers to those questions yet. 
And I think what's really notable is that uh, insofar as this uh, Land Act uh, amendments that are they're talking about to enable these Section 7 agreements is that we are, as far as I know, the only uh, area that a Section 7 agreement is being negotiated currently, and we have not been contacted by anyone from the, uh, from, uh, the minister's office to uh, ask for our input uh, on or imp- input on these Land Act amendments. Uh, we've learned about the, the, uh, the uh, public engagement uh, period uh, just by happenstance. So we're sitting here waiting for them to tell us when they're ready to uh, negotiate, when they want to consult us on the Section 7 agreement. So anyway, okay. we're kind of pattern. Sorry to go on. <laughs> no, I know. It's it's a complicated issue. And, you know, I think it's important for people to understand it fully. And so when we're talking about a docs management plan for the region, Sean, could you comment on that? Like what kind of, what are the concerns of residents up there who maybe have a houseboat or they have a, they have a boat dock there. How could this be potentially be impacted? What are their worries? Well, the first dock management plan came out almost 10 years ago, and right from the word go, it was not workable, and it hasn't worked for the last nine years, and has created a lot of uncertainty and what have you. And we've been trying to get the government to turn the corner and to talk with uh, the residents to sh- to work together to see if we can't come to a mutual decision on what the dock management plan should should be. We've had one meeting in the last 10 years on that and uh, meaningful co- uh, consultation on that, and, and they've refused to do that, to meet again, until this recent amendment came through. So um, there's a lot of things that are going on on these docks. They're just not workable. And I can go into the particulars of the, the dock issues, but the, 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 the big thing that just recently came out is that they said they were going to enforce a ban on, not on house uh, on boat houses, not houseboats, but on boat houses. So if you have a boat house at the end of your dock uh, and your tenure is coming up, they have indicated in a question and answer sheet that you'll have to remove it. Okay, there a bo- are, okay. A boat a boat house is like a covered structure where you put your boat in there. That's right. Yeah, and they're yeah. saying you'll have to remove it, and there are hundreds of them in uh, in Penner Harbor. And there are hundreds of them in the lakes, the freshwater lakes uh, around here and on the Sunshine Coast. So you're talking um, hundreds of boathouses that will have to be removed. Wow. No and, so, and, and so and this would include freshwater and, and uh, marine water, like saltwater docks. It includes all, all lakes. And I think a key thing that everyone listening should know is that this boathouse ban um, for individual docks it extends province-wide. So if you're listening to this in the central uh, British Columbia, it applies to you now, and it will be enforced. Hmm. Okay, speaking of Sean McCallander, Pender Harbor Residents Association. Uh, Sean, I did talk to the minister responsible about this on the show last week. I'll play a clip here for you to get your thoughts. So this is Nathan Cullen, uh, Minister of uh, Land and Water and Re- Natural Resources. And I asked him about this just the concerns here of the residents on the Sunshine Coast about this. Here's what he had to say to me, and I'll get your thoughts. We're working right now as we speak with Seychelles First Nation to come to a, a good resolution for everybody. That is the interest of the B.C. government. That is the interest of everybody, the local representatives, and on down the line. That's, that's the work. This is the hard work of reconciliation, man. It's, it's, it's not for wimps, as somebody said. We will get that better. We will get it right. 
Okay, we'll get it. We'll get it better. We'll get it right. He seemed to be suggesting that maybe there it hasn't been done very well here these consultations. But this is part of the reconciliation process here with First Nations. What, Sean, what would you say about that? Like for people who are concerned about this, I mean, obviously, I think moving forward with reconciliation for First Nations is is a good thing for everybody, right? When you say when you say so. Oh, we're entirely entirely in favor of reconciliation. It's just what does that yeah. mean, right? And, yeah. and everybody has, it seems to have a different uh, definition of that. But you'll note that uh, Minister Cullen says he's working hard with the Seashelt Nation. He's not working hard with my uh, association, and we're one of the people that they named to uh, negotiate with on these Section 7 agreements. So why aren't they working hard with us on this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has this produced any kind of bitterness in the community? Like, I, I've heard some people talk about well, you know, we don't want to get any people really upset, angry, any kind of threats, racism, anything like that going on. Are you concerned? Are you concerned that the uncertainty here is just putting people on edge? Uh, well, certainly there's always fringes of each community that are going to uh, fly off the rails at things, right? We're, we're committed to being respectful uh, to everyone that we talk to and to try to work together. And I, I think really the government and perhaps the Seashell have missed an opportunity to work with the residents here in Prander Harbor to come up with a plan that uh, works for everybody, that, that protects the uh, archaeological and the uh, environmental resources that we want to protect, and that also allows uh, for use of waterfront property and boats and docks and lets us enjoy the outdoors here. So I think there's a, a missed opportunity here for us to work together. Yeah, do you think that this is, um, and we've talked a lot here recently about the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, the changes to the Land Act, co-decision-making, joint decision-making over the land with BC First Nations, and the concern around it. The government is really trying to reassure people that, look, this is going to make things better, this is going to actually create more certainty as we go forward. When you take a look at what's going on there on the Sunshine Coast, are you, are you concerned that maybe it won't create that kind of an that kind of certainty that everybody wants? Like, is your main concern that you've been left out of the talks or you haven't been adequately consulted? Well, we've clearly been left out of the talks. Um, and uh -huh. quite frankly, every dock application here is an individual application. And if this Section 7 agreement gets put into place, it will give the First Nation a veto over whether you get uh, to uh, a new tenure on, on your property. So how does that create certainty? Hmm. Okay. Of course, the government keeps saying it's they they are not giving First Nations a veto over these type of decisions, right? You're not well, buying that. No, that's semantics, and and everybody should get a copy of uh, the Declarations Act and read Section Seven, and and basically it's uh, these Section Seven agreements either uh, um, or authorize joint decision making or uh, prior consent. Well, prior, we all know what prior consent means and we should all know how a joint bank account works. If you sign a check and your wife won't sign it, it doesn't get cashed. Yeah. So you, you don't, may not want to call it a veto, but that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Have you, speaking of Sean McAllister, Pender Harbor Residents Association, talking about some of the concerns over docks, boathouses on the Sunshine Coast here. Have you tried approaching the Seashell First Nation, their leadership there, and say, look, why don't we all sit down and talk this out? Uh, yes, we have uh, on numerous occasions over the years, and uh, uh, we haven't been successful in getting a, a meeting. Um, so 
I, I don't want to say any more than that, but we, we certainly have tried uh, and, and we've met with the Seashell Nation on a, a casual basis, but not anything structured like is so as to talk about these kinds of things. Right. So what would you like to see done here? I mean, what's your message to the government here? If, if the minister is listening right now, we may be. What would you say to him? Well, I'd like to get him to involve uh, the people that are most affected by these decisions. And if you're yeah. and he should be involving the dock owners. I mean, and I just want this isn't really just about docks. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is just the thin edge of the wedge here. This is this is going to expand into other things. And and uh, this this to give the uh, um, a Section 7 agreement over dock applications is totally different than uh, uh, the government and uh, First Nation and a mining company sitting around and figuring out how they're going to divvy up the pie. Uh, this dock, dock thing for the, all of the Sunshine Coast is, is uh, it's totally different. And it, and it creates a lot of uncertainty, and, and, and that's really a, a lot of fear in the, in the um, citizens here. Yeah. I remember when I was speaking to Nathan Cullen about these concerns that have been raised, and we talked about existing public access to land. I suppose this could extend to waterfront access as well. And whether people should be concerned about that. Like if they if they have access right now to go into areas for whatever it might be, boating, hunting, fishing, prospecting, snowmobiling, ATV off-roading. I mean, you you name it. There are lots of there are lots of different ways that public enjoy the, the people of BC enjoy the public the public splendor that we have here. And I asked him if any of that will change. Does this threaten any kind of public access that is enjoyed right now in British Columbia? Will that change in the future here as we move to this joint decision making? Here's what he told me, and I want to get your thoughts here. So this is Nathan Cullen speaking to me last week. If these amendments were to come into place, the next morning, all of that access would remain for people to recreate, for people to hunt and fish, of course, under the rules that we have for hunting and fishing that exist already, timing and whatnot, but that the access that people enjoy in this province right now continue. The Land Act amendments we are proposing do not affect those issues at all. Okay, so he's talking about the Land Act changes there. And I'm just wondering, when you hear him say, try to reassure people that, look, the, the, the access you have right now is not under threat here. That'll continue. What do you think? Does that reassure you at all? Because it sounds like the, it sounds like the, the access that you guys have right now for waterfront boating and, and, a, and a boathouse, it's, it sounds like that is being questioned now. Right. Well, the, the minister is technically correct that if the, well, firstly, he hasn't, the government hasn't just told us what the amendments are. They've asked us to act, um, comment on amendments that have not yet even been disclosed to anybody. They're saying, what do you think? So that's the first problem. The second thing is, if uh, I understand the amendments correctly, he's technically correct that tomorrow nothing will change. But what it does is it sets the table and then allows the government to enter into negotiations with First Nations that will impact your ability to go into the the forest or, or use our natural resources, et cetera, et cetera. So he's technically correct, but he's not being terribly candid with, uh, with us. All right. We're, we're following it closely, to say the least. John, thank you for coming on to speak about it today. Okay. Well, thanks very much for letting me be on your show. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Sean McAllister there, Pender Harbor Residents Association.